Six signs your job search is moving in the right direction. The job search can be frustrating and discouraging, especially if you're doing everything you know to do, but aren't sure if it's working. Below are six signs you can know your job search is, or isn't, moving in the right direction. If it's not, you'll discover some tips to help you reroute and get back on track. 1. You're growing your network in the right direction. Networking is the most important piece of your job search. If you don't get this piece right, your search will suffer. And to be honest, most job seekers don't get it right. At least not the right amount of time they should devote to networking. Most people spend only 20% of their job search on networking. The other 80% of their time they spend answering online job ads. This is despite the numerous times I've said in this blog these numbers should be reversed. Here is the rationale. Since statistics show 80% of the workforce found their jobs through networking, then 80% of your job search should be spent on this. Devoting this much time to networking will generate more connections and sooner. In addition, being able to articulate to your network what your focus is for your next career opportunity will generate more of the right connections. If you're already spending the majority of your job search networking with focus, I'm sure you're seeing results. Therefore, you're likely getting requests for your resume or expertise. Networking Resources 5 Ways to Network Effectively in the Post-COVID Job Market Why Focus is So Important in the Job Search Limiting the jobs you apply to is healthy for your job search. 2. You're getting requests for your resume. If you're networking right, then you're probably getting more requests for your resume from actual humans as opposed to the responses you're getting from the resumes you submitted to cyberspace. This is what typically happens when you devote a good chunk of time to focused networking. But keep in mind, these requests come later in the networking process. People first must get to know you, and understand what you're about, before feeling comfortable referring you to their contacts. This is another reason why you need to spend more time networking. You need the time to build rapport and establish trust. Once you do this, people will feel more comfortable passing your resume on to their network. Instead of being hesitant to help someone they barely know, they'll be excited to help someone they feel more connected to. More Networking Resources How to be realistic about networking The best networking hacks for your job search Online video course, The Secrets to Successful Networking 3. Your resume is leading to interviews for the right job when providing a resume for your contacts to pass on to their network, you want to make sure it's one that leads to more job interviews. And not just any interviews, but ones for the right job. Targeted resumes passed through your network are more effective at helping you land the kind of job you want. Whereas, a general resume posted on an online job board usually only generates interviews for opportunities you're not interested in. Also, a resume that shows results and speaks more to the reader's needs than your own, will be the kind of resume guaranteed to get you more interviews. Resume Writing Resources 5 Ways to Make Your Resume Relevant and Attractive in 2022 How to Write a Resume, Make It About Them, Not You Online Video Course, Resumes That Get You the Interview 4. Your Initial Interviews Are Moving You to the Next Round Right Now I have a client who feels she doesn't interview well. But she's much better at interviewing than she gives herself credit for. In fact, she's made it through three or four rounds of various interview scenarios with a major tech company. Yet she still feels inadequate. 
I continually remind her how advancing and beating out other candidates proves she's doing something right. Not only is she qualified, she's able to articulate how. You can be the most qualified candidate for the job. But not knowing how to handle different types of interview scenarios, or what questions you should also ask, can mean the difference between moving on in the interview process, or getting ghosted. Interview Resources Why you need to be ready for anything in your next interview. Did you get ghosted after your interview? What did you now? Online Video Course Steps to Acing the Interview and Reducing Your Interview Anxiety 5. Your final round interviews are leading to job offers. The further you get into the interview process, the more it becomes about cultural fit. At this point, the employer already knows you're qualified for the job. Now the company is trying to determine which final candidate will mesh best with their culture. The offer will go to the candidate who seems to be the best fit. You have to show in your final round interview how you are the best fit. This is based on what you've discovered about the company's culture throughout the entire interview process. You do this by first being honest with yourself about cultural fit. There's always a chance you could discover something from the latter part of the process that makes you doubt it's a good fit. Be honest with yourself if this is the case. But if the process confirms you're both a good fit for each other, then say so. And tell them you want the job. You'd be surprised at how few candidates actually tell the hiring manager they want the job. Doing so confirms for them your enthusiasm and increases your chances of receiving an offer. More interview resources. How to prepare for a job interview when everyone else is resigning. What you need to know about job interviews of the modern era. How to tell if a company is a good fit for you. 6. You and the employer agree on an offer that moves you in the right direction. Salary negotiations should be a win-win for both parties. However, many of my clients are afraid to negotiate for more to make it a win-win. They're afraid if they don't accept what's being offered, it will be rescinded. This is not the case. At this point, the employer has already invested too much time and money in searching for the right candidate to just take the offer away. In fact, most employers expect you to negotiate before accepting the first offer. Let's say you get an initial offer of $80,000 and accept it without countering for $5,000 more. The most you can usually ask for without the hiring manager having to seek additional approval. Let's also assume you'll get at least the average cost of living raise each year, which is typically 2% to 3%, and you plan to stay in the job for at least 5 years. You may think you're only leaving $5,000 on the table. But do you realize in five years you'll actually have lost out on as much as $26,544? Our minds tend to look at the number of an extra $5,000 in the here and now, instead of what it will be worth over time and with cost of living raises added to it. But agreement on a job offer doesn't always involve salary. Sometimes a mutual agreement can be based on other factors such as benefits, ability to work remotely a few days a week, or tuition reimbursement. Whatever you decide, make sure you're agreeing to an offer that won't eventually make you resentful. Otherwise, you won't be moving in the right direction. Salary Resources How to make the right choice between multiple offers How your grit can help you negotiate a better salary Online Video Course Make more money without taking a second job, free with purchase of online course bundle. Get moving in the right direction. If you're reading this post and saying to yourself, 
none of this is happening for me, or only some of it's happening, Panache can help you pinpoint your weak areas. We will meet you at your weakest point, and work with you to improve it so you can get unstuck in the job search, and start moving forward in the right direction. Click here to get started.